Welcome to the Faith Seeking Freedom Podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. Your questions about faith and liberty deserve thoughtful answers, and we're dedicated to giving you solid responses so you can live free and flourish. Hello, everyone. My name is Jacob Winograd. I am guest hosting again for Norman Horn today for the Faith Seeking Freedom podcast. So we had a couple questions submitted to the Libertarian Christian Institute by Ethan. Ethan is a listener to my podcast, the Biblical Anarchy podcast. So the last episode, I answered his question on whether Christians should join the military or be conscientious objectors. If you haven't checked that episode out yet, be sure to go listen to it after you listen to this one. So here is the second question that Ethan had for us. Should Christians vote or hold political office or focus only on spreading the gospel? This question isn't specifically addressed in Faith Seeking Freedom, the book of this podcast's namesake. The book does open with some questions and points, however, that are related to this topic. And so I want to begin there. Question one asks why Christians should care about politics. And question two follows this up by asking if Jesus's kingdom isn't of this world, isn't politics being concerned and engaged with this world and its kingdoms? And would there be a problem with that? Well, what is politics? Is it just voting and running for office? Well, here's an excerpt from the answer to question one to answer that. Politics is a subset of the ways in which human beings choose to relate, specifically with regard to the appropriate use of physical force and power. Culture is another means of how we relate to each other. And while part of that is political, much of it is not. In this sense, the saying politics is life is true. When we advocate anything that affects the lives of others, we're doing politics in this very broad sense. Most Christians believe that the gospel has implications for the real world, which makes the gospel relevant to politics. This also means that Christians are political whether they realize it or not. As question two goes on to address, the gospel is in part a kingdom proclamation. So it makes sense that if we are citizens of God's kingdom and called to be ambassadors for that kingdom, and this is referencing 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, we will therefore find that position will put us in situations where we are at odds or in tension with the kingdoms of this world and called to weigh in on matters pertaining to politics. So with that in mind, what then should we say to Ethan's question? Should Christians vote? It is one thing to say that we ought to weigh in or involve ourselves in the political matters and discourse of our society and communities, but does that require us to vote? Conversely, are there reasons why a Christian would perhaps be considering that they should abstain from voting? Well, let's consider another excerpt from Faith Seeking Freedom. Libertarian Christians care about how people in the world relate to one another in ways that align with the ethic and the message of the kingdom of God. 
We do not say that all Christians should vote for a particular type of candidate or even vote at all. Not only do we want Christians to be aware of the human relationships that are part of what it means to be human, but also at the forefront of pushing human relationships towards mutual benefit and interacting peacefully. So then, what is voting along this axis of analysis? The proponents of democracy and voting say that voting is a, and democracy is a peaceful way to run a government as it maximizes consent and gives the governed a voice in the governing process. On the other hand, the critics of democracy point out that voting often comes down to majority rule, which isn't that different from mob rule. Is one half of the voting population pushing and forcing their beliefs and preferences on the other half best described as peaceful? Furthermore, if we as Christians adopt a libertarian position on government, which we would say that we should adopt based on what the scripture teaches, we see the state as ultimately an instrument of coercion and installing illegitimate rulers over people. Is it compatible, therefore, with Christian principles to vote for someone to be a ruler, to rule over your neighbors? It is often phrased this way. Well, yeah, this candidate is bad, but the other candidate is way worse. So people argue that we should vote for the lesser of two evils. But is that a Christian mindset to advocate for the lesser evil? I would answer that in these scenarios and responding to these hypotheticals or options, a Christian should consider that voting is often in conflict with our values. Should we be advocating for the lesser evil or should we be, you know, not advocating for evil at all? As it says in Romans 12, we cannot overcome evil with evil. We have to overcome evil with good. And so if we're advocating for a lesser evil, I think based on Romans 12 and in other passages in scripture, we're going to have a conflict in our values and scriptures and trying to engage on that sort of rationale to vote for one candidate versus the other. Now, are there exceptions? Is all voting ultimately petitioning for putting someone in a position of power to be a ruler over your neighbors? Well, some exceptions that potentially come to mind are voting on direct policy initiatives or referendums. It doesn't seem that there is a conflict, at least not to the same degree, in voting against a referendum to raise taxes or voting for an initiative that would lower or eliminate them, for example. Another option is protest voting, either by writing in something like Jesus Christ is King or something else. You know, people choose random names or just put in a blank ballot. Or some choose to vote for third-party candidates or independent candidates who seem to be running on a platform that isn't based on seeking power, but rather seeking to dismantle or change the system. Many libertarians consider voting for the Libertarian Party candidates who often run on a platform of decentralization and giving power back to the communities and individuals to govern themselves. There's also some considerations to be made on the different levels of government, such as like federal, state, and then local municipalities, the differences of the positions and levels that we would find. Some Christian libertarians and anarchists 
reject these possible exceptions, and it's worth noting their objections. They believe that even votes done with any of these considerations will ultimately be seen as consent for and legitimizing the current system or government. And this is not only inconsistent on libertarian grounds, but on Christian grounds, as it would be a violation of our call to not serve two masters and only view Christ as king. That perspective should be kept in mind. And so let me end on this. We at the Libertarian Christian Institute would suggest to Ethan and others who are struggling with this question that these considerations need to be wrestled with and preyed upon. I would suggest that we should not be dogmatic and suggest that all voting is always wrong, and nor should we approach this topic casually and not be critical of any consideration given to voting on any particular race or in any particular ballot measure. What we can absolutely affirm is that if at any point we are placing faith in what we do or don't do at the ballot boxes, we are deeply in error. Our faith should always be solely in Jesus Christ. If you feel led to vote, I'd urge you to consider all I've said and only cast your vote if you feel you're doing so in a way that doesn't rob from Christ or his kingdom. And if you feel convicted about it, there might be a good reason for it. On the other hand, if you feel convicted not to vote, have grace for believers who feel differently and be sure to only engage in the discussion in a way that promotes Christians seeking to sharpen each other as iron sharpens iron so that we can all grow in our pursuit to grow closer to Christ and improve in our service to his kingdom. There is an article that is on the Libertarian Christians website called Recovering Christianity's lost habit of thinking about politics. And that'll be linked in the show notes. That'll be something that I think is a good resource to continue looking into on this topic. So I hope that this is satisfactory enough for you, Ethan. I hope it's not seen as a non-answer or a dodge. It is a complicated question. And in the same spirit of the question you asked that we answered in the last episode about the military, it's something where I would say that in a general zoomed out sense, there are concerns There are possible exceptions. We need to pray, be guided by the Holy Spirit, and ultimately weigh these things out, appreciate the nuances, and always, in whatever we do, seek to be serving Christ in his kingdom. That is all I have for you guys for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and hope to be talking with you again soon. This podcast was inspired by our popular book, Faith Seeking Freedom, which is available on Kindle, softcover, and audiobook at faithseekingfreedom.com. Want your questions answered on our podcast? Email us at podcast at libertarianchristians.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can reach more Christians with the message of liberty.